up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We are a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. So good to see you too, Derek. How are you? Uh, Not too bad. Yourself? Um, you know, one day at a time, living the dream. I'm excited to talk about some prop culture. Yeah, I get that too. So <laughs> next we have got Peter. Pete, glad to have you with hey us. everybody. Let's talk about prop culture. Okay, I don't get the reference. So <laughs> song pop music I was trying to do. It wasn't very good, though. It was a good, it was good. I had, <laughs> oh, you I, got it? I liked it. Sure. Yeah, I got it. Anyway. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, this week we've got Steve. Steve, glad to have you with us. Hey everyone, Pete, I got it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm. I guess I'm just out of it then, which you know is nothing new. Please, if you have not already, like, subscribe, share. That way, you're never going to miss any episodes, good or bad, about what we're watching. So, this week, for the past several weeks, we've had, um, to put politely, a series of clunkers. A series of shows that nobody really liked. So we pulled out this week a diamond in the rough prop culture. It's a series that each episode takes a look at props from significant Disney movies through the years. Focuses a little bit more on more recent stuff, but really late 80s, early 90s type section. There's a couple shows in there. Uh, And for full disclo- full disclosure, all of us had seen this before, and all of us had liked it. So that's why we decided to do it this week is because we all knew we were going to like it. So there's a little spoiler alert on what we think about it. It's going to be a fairly positive review, but after what we've already talked about <laughs> after the past month, we needed something positive. So, Pete, I'm going to start with you. What makes this series a prized possession? What's great about this series? Well, I think if you're if you're a fan of movies and like the making of movies as well, I think you have to be a fan of like the behind the scenes stuff. But it's really cool to see, um, you know, because a lot of these a lot of these episodes are even though you said 80s, you know, there's some some older they go back to Mary Poppins, some a little newer Pirates of the Caribbean is only about 20 years old, but still, um, you know, going back and digging up these archives and seeing things that were in the movies. And then I think the best part about it is then they t- they they get people that were involved with the movie to talk about the item. So it isn't just, you know, here's Jack Sparrow's hat. It's here's the person that designed the hat talking about the process they went through and how they were involved in everything. And I think it makes for a very entertaining 
show it's very it's done very tightly each episode is only about 30 minutes so there's not a lot of flab in the episodes um they go by pretty fast i i think that was smart too um and i don't know i just i I just it's it's just super interesting i mean i'd i'd seen most of the episodes before and uh just over the last couple days i i think there's eight episodes total right uh yeah yeah, i I rewatched five of them or watched or rewatched five of them. And um, yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's, it's, it's really into the way they presented it is very interesting. So I really enjoyed it. What about you, Steve? Um, I love this series. Second time I watched it, the parts I really enjoy are when they talk about props that explain how they pulled something off in the movie. Um, especially like um, fr- who framed Roger Rabbit, how like the handcuffs were, um, sort of wired so when they were animating Roger Rabbit into it that sort of stuff those ones I really enjoyed or how they pulled off the blinds when he went flying through the blinds how that was pulled off I found that really fascinating when here's this prompt and they're showing you sort of the behind the scenes of what they did to make it work those are my those are probably my favorite so cool. Derek what yeah. do you think Um, I am a I have always loved the behind the scenes making of movies, documentaries. Um, there was used to be a TV show on back in the nineties. It's like Hollywood secrets or something like that, where they show one of the, I remember one of the episodes specifically was make how they did the speed when the bus goes down, like jumps off the ramp and then how there's some a train or something. There's a subway that goes through like the bottom of a parking garage or something along those lines. They showed how they did that. So I've always loved these kind of things. Plus, most of these movies, pretty darn good movies, most of them. So I, um, I, I would argue there's a couple that aren't, but um, they're all movies. That- well, one, of, one of them we saw last week. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think we'll and how did we that rank one. that? How did we rank it there, Pete? Ah, um, uh, uh, we averaged a one point seven five. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they were, but they were all memorable movies. Uh, okay, all but one of them were memorable movies. I would argue Lion Witch of the Wardrobe wasn't that memorable. Um, but and the book was way way better. But, um, yeah, I love these kind of by the things. They don't take it too seriously is part of the advance. Uh, Dan Lanigan is the host for all of these. I'd never seen him in anything before, but he is a big prop collector. So yeah. he was a fairly natural choice as a host if you weren't going to get some kind of celebrity, which I think seeing his enthusiasm was better than any kind of celebrity you would have seen there. So it. Yeah, it's just one of those where you don't have to think. You can just sit mm-hmm. and enjoy and watch. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very mindless, but escapism, escapist series, I would say. Mm. Kate, how about you? Uh, so so just to be clear, we're just talking about the good things right now, right? right. Yes. Um, I love this show. I, I, Derek, you are a hundred percent well. We're talking about good. Um, so the only episode that I missed was the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And Derek, you know, you said 
um, that the book was better. Prince Caspian is one of the only movies I've ever walked out of. So yeah, wild, I, right? Yeah, I walked out of a couple others, but yeah. That that was one of the only only movies I've ever walked out of. Um, but um, there are some moments in this show that are just just so heartwarming. The entire Christopher Lloyd part of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where Christopher Lloyd is <laughs> looking at the um, when when he and I I'm sorry I'm I'm blanking on the main guy's name. Um, Dan Lanigan. Dan. I'm sorry. Dan Lanigan. Dan. Okay. Um, when Dan interviews Gonzo, listen, <laughs> like, and they're like, "What about this guy?" And it's the guy who's puppeteering Gonzo, and he's like, "Oh, you mean the valet who who parked my car?" Like, just so good, and and the just even even in the Tron episode where he shows the original actor the the hat the the hat the helmet um just it's just all so it it's so good i love that they bring the actors of the movies or the kids when the kids from honey i drunk the kids come and see the aunt like just watching the actors have this moment of like man wow like this is because we've all had that moment, right? That moment of seeing something from our past, seeing something from our childhood that makes us like, oh man. And then it brings up these stories that you wouldn't hear otherwise. Mm-hmm. Hearing, I could have sat and watched an entire episode just on the interview of the guy interviewing the gentleman who did the voice of Roger Rabbit. Like, that, just, just so good. That, to me, as someone who tends to always have something on in the background on television, whether it's Disney plus or whatever. Um, I couldn't stop watching like it. This show is the first show in a long time that we've watched that. Like I didn't want to just play a game on my phone while watching it. Like I wanted, especially during the Muppets. Oh my gosh, that banjo. Are you kidding me? Especially during the Muppets episode, especially even bits and pieces of the Tron episode. Um, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode. Listen, the Mary Puppet. Listen, like just so good, so good, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. I mean, this. Yeah, I said this is one that we all enjoyed. Now, yeah. that being said, not everything about it was great. Not every moment of every episode was great. Steve, I'm going to go with you on this one. What about this show should have been recycled to something else? less costumes i i think that's sometimes where it fell off of sometimes the traces of the costumes like nice to see like i recognize it and like kate said sort of nice talking to the actor actresses that were wearing it but where really did really well was when they're talking about actual props and like the people who created it and how they went through that process to make it work that's where i was the most fascinated so when it was costumes that's when I was starting to tune out. So I think they went sometimes a little bit too much into the costumes. Um, there are times where the costumes did really well. Like I think about when um, the Pirates of the Caribbean, where they talked about it had to be made out of rubber because they were losing so many hats so that it would float. That to me was fascinating. But the other things were like, yeah, it's a costume, whatever. So I think sometimes too much costumes. I would agree with you on that, Steve, except for... <clears throat> 
the actress who played Jane and Mary Poppins, when you saw her act reaction to her costume, right. that that was that was the one to me that really that, that really set it off a little bit. Um, to me, I had the hardest time when I didn't have any connection to the movie. Like when I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't like mm-hmm. the movie. I didn't like the episode. Or those were the episodes that got long. <laughs> Tron, yeah, agreed. Tron got long. Mm-hmm. Especially when you consider it's a minute shorter than the Mary Poppins episode. So, um, and also my other another issue with the Tron one. Okay, they go through this whole thing about the the ball scoop is up for auction. It's going to be you know. Has it been verified? Has it not been verified? Whose is it? And then they never tell you who won the auction. Did they get the auction and get it to the Disney archives? They they never say. They just say, oh, it's been up for auction. Which right. I, I almost wonder if that means they didn't get it. Because you would think that if they had, they would have shown them returning it to the Disney archives type thing. Um, yeah, it's just, the, look, the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe one could have just gone away. It it because as I said, of all the movies there, it was the one that which one of these is not like the other. It was the one that's one of those. Uh, we have to have something from the two thousands. Um, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Yeah, everyone likes cute kids, but it was for the most part. It was great. There were just those moments of, um. And there were a couple times during the Pirates of the Caribbean one where I also thought it got a little long. So, but for the most part, yeah. I would also say this is not a binging show. This is not Uh, a... uh, If you've seen them before, mm -hmm. it's harder to binge them. I would say that the first time I watched this, I watched like four or five of them in a row. So if this is your first time, great. I will also say this is a repeatable show. Which is... One of the very few documentaries that we have said is repeatable. Yeah. This is a repeatable show. You can watch this show more than once. But you can't binge it more than once. It, it's hard to binge it more than once. Yeah. And to, because if you're binging it, you can hit the episodes that aren't that great. So I was, okay, fine. It's new enough. And then I'll go on to the next one. Yeah. If you're watching it again, you have a tendency to want to skip. For me, yeah. it was. I wanted to skip Chronicles of Narnia. I wanted to skip Tron. And forgive me, I wanted to skip Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, wow. Really? It's uh, <laughs> over Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. Wow. Wow. Uh, my name's Derek. I do not like Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it scary to you? No, I just don't <laughs> like it. I just know Derek doesn't like scary things like at all. So it's, no, I, I already knew Derek didn't like Nightmare Before Christmas. So. It's more That's the so t- it's more the Tim Burton aspect of it than any mm-hmm. kind of scary aspect um, of it. That's fair. So. That's fair. Derek, that was not my favorite, but I was really fascinated by what they did. I didn't realize of how um, pushing stop motion that they oh, had yeah. done with that, and I guess some of the I guess. Like the the hill one where they showed of how it rolled out. I think not my favorite movie, but some of the steps yes. they went through to pull off things was really fascinating. That so, I would agree with. I, I liked the episode more than I liked the movie. So Kate, I what, agree with that. Kate, for you, what didn't work about this show? Yeah, um, Derek, you made a really really good point when you said 
the movies that they chose were not the greatest movies, in my opinion, that they could have chose. Um, I, I like what is this mythical Disney archive? Is it just literally warehouses full yes. of props? Yes. yes. So and art and scripts and sure. So notes. in my opinion. My humble former cast member opinion. Once a cast member, always a cast member, but it's fine. Um, in my opinion, they are missing a cash cow with this television show because it's going to cost them literally nothing to go into the Disney, this Disney secret like Area 51 that no one and their uncle can enter unless you're wearing white gloves and a and a gas mask <laughs> and like. And that little you white can't, cat. You can't okay. go in there. But um, I think the downer, while yes, there were absolutely points that were quite boring. Um, I, I personally skipped Chronicles of Narnia. That was the one when I was like, if I don't have time to watch, that's the one I'm going to skip. Um, brilliant to do Who Framed Roger Rabbit because that has crazy, wacky, zany effects and all that stuff brilliant to do the Muppets brilliant to do Mary Poppins because it is so iconic Tron pirates Narnia I mean I can understand doing uh nightmare because it is stop motion and I think that it is interesting go ahead Derek I was like I can see pirates just because some of the props in pirates agreed have become iconic to that generation the agreed That's metal that they sell thousands of in adventure land right that's fair well okay go ahead ahead. finish and then i'll say something well i I was just gonna say that you know i feel like this show would be much more popular if and and i've been sitting here trying to go okay so what show what movies should they do and i kind of have trouble coming up like Maybe I don't know. I'll have to think on that. And we'll get to that with the next question, really. Perfect. So, oh. in my it, like, it just I just feel like there are better movies that they could have chosen. But if you were to sit here and go, okay, Kate, name five, like, I don't know if I could name five, I would have to think about it. Um, but I think they're just missing the mark on not doing more seasons of this, especially with all of the budget cuts and everything that happened. Literally, all you have to pay is a camera guy and this Dan dude to go in and be like, I'm a prop collector and I'm going to collect <laughs> props. And so I'm going and, to go visit the Disney archives. And like, generally, prop prop collectors like to show off their props. Mm-hmm. So, right. so it isn't very oh hard God, to get them. Star Wars. You know, oh, you stole my, you stole my thunder movie. Do 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 the first okay. Avengers movie. Do but Star Wars. An amazing point with the Avengers movie. There's not that many practical props from Avengers movies. Think about how many. There's no anti heads because, as they said, it's all green foam blobs that CGI fixes. Yeah, later. I guess the movies I would want to see aren't Disney movies. Like I would want to see Back to the Future. I'd want to see Indiana Jones. Hey, 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 hey! Let's 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 wait till the next question, okay? So let's. Well, be- no, I have an answer for the next question. Okay. So, anyway, Pete, you go. So yeah, you just stole my thunder. It's like you're you're Sorry. You're, you're 
Disney and why didn't you do Star? Why didn't you do a Star Wars movie? Like you own Star Wars, you certainly. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do that. Um, I would agree that the greatest weakness is some of the movies are not exactly at the forefront of people's thoughts and including Lion, the witch in the wardrobe and even honey, I shrunk the kids. I mean, it was a big movie at the time, but I don't think a lot of people revisit that nowadays. So I think that's a little, I I think that one, um, uh, the the Tron one was a rough one because there were so few props from the actual movie. Um, the episode was better than the movie was, but it was still probably the weakest of the episodes. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it at when I coming into this before listening to the three of you, I was like, there's nothing wrong with the show. Everything's perfect. But, uh, but yeah, I would agree that some episodes are weaker than others. Um, I didn't even mind the Narnia episode, even though I've only seen the movie once and I thought it stunk. Um, but it did have, they, it did have a lot of, props available i do think it's cool when you bring the kids back as adults to look at their costumes and they kind of reminisce and things so um none of, none of them really like none of the episodes struck me as bad as, as you said. Some, some of them were better than others certainly but none of none of them like i made me want to fast forward how's that um but yeah, I mean, my, I, I guess my, my biggest complaint would be, um, uh, would, would be that, that like that they probably could have picked some more interesting movies, maybe gone back a little more to some of the older stuff, but, um, it's tough, uh, you know, maybe, maybe like 20,000 leagues under the sea or something like that would have been cool. Um, Swiss family Robinson, I know we, I know some of us didn't like that movie, but still, uh, so yeah, I would, I would love to see more and, uh, and Kate, just so you know, I've been in the Disney archives, so it does exist. <sighs> okay. How did you get in the Disney archives? How did you get in there? Who did you kill? <laughs> oh, I did the, uh, I did the backstage magic tour and they took us, they didn't take us into like the warehouse with all the shelves and everything part of it. But the the where they're like looking at some of the stuff and you see the Disney heart archives and Mickey Mouse on the wall and everything. Uh, I was there. I've also been in Jim Henson Studios as part of that tour. And they let us into Brian Henson's office. So when they were visiting Brian Henson, I was like, oh, yeah. my wife and I were watching. And we're like, oh, yeah, I remember all those little things. Wow. So That's awesome. it's so it's yeah, it's very cool. And that that the Henson Studios was charlie chaplin's studio mm-hmm. back really? in the, the 20s yeah. and 30s and wow. it's, so there's a lot of history there not just the henson history but um older history as well okay pete was the behind the scenes tour at the disney studios or at disneyland we went to we went to disney studios we went to um uh, we went to, as I said, we went to the Henson studios. We went to Disneyland. We were in Disneyland for two or three days. So we did a lot of backstage at Disneyland. And, um, we also went to, um, W, uh, why am I saying WDI, uh, Imagineering. We went to Imagineering, which was the most, by far the most amazing thing. And they took us back to see a lot of, um, they showed us the original Haunted Mansion posters. 
like the stretching room posters, the originals. Oh, so cool. And um, yeah, it was, it was, we got to meet Lucky the dinosaur. If anyone knows who that is. <laughs> I do not. So, all right. Yeah, that was that. That it's a it's an Adventures by Disney tour that is still around. Okay. You can still do. It's called Backstage Magic, and if you are the the type of nerd that likes this type of show, it is, it is really amazing. So, anyways, right. so off, that's off topic. So let's get back to this show. So we are all huge Disney fans. Some of us have some collections of different movie at least representations and such or posters or characters that we love what not that and i'm going to say that was not in this was not in this series what disney movie prop would you like to own kate okay see this is hard because my answer my my knee jerk reaction answer is I would love an original um, Mickey Mouse sketch drawn by Walt Disney. Oh, then that is really rare. Yeah. He didn't draw many of them. Right. <laughs> well, he drew, he drew he drew them for like souvenirs for people. He didn't draw many of the actual actual cartoon ones, but he yeah. drew it a lot. So yeah, that would be cool. That. Because when I think about the movies that have affected me, especially as a kid, they were all animated. And I have, um, oh goodness, sorry. I have a, an autographed bell thing by um, Pedro Hera. Like, I already have that. So... And, and any other answer I would have was in the show. Because I would want Mary Poppins um, horse. Bag. I would want her horse on the um, oh. on the carousel. Thank you. Yeah. So that's hard for me, but that's that would probably be my answer until I can come up with something better. Pete, what about you? I'm realizing I should have brought my replicas up here, but I have uh, replicas of. I'm assuming this counts. I'm I'm talking about Indiana Jones. I have replicas of the um, fertility statue from the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have I just got a replica of the Staff of Ra, and um, I also have a replica of the Holy Grail. So that would be none. None of these are like movie props. These are just you know right replicas. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, like one of those uh, one of those treasures from the. Um, the Indiana Jones movies would be cool. I still, I still don't have my Shankara stone. That's the next one I got to get. But uh, I don't really need a crystal skull for some reason. Yeah. Or a, or a wheel of time or whatever it's going to be. The <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the new movie yet, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna reserve judgment. But I, I mean, those are technically now Disney movies since they own Lucasfilm. Yeah. So those are mine. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Uh, for me. Definitely something Donald Duck. If you've seen the background, I have a huge, huge Donald Duck collection. So, like Kate, it'd probably be some sort of animated cell with Donald Duck in the background. Um, comes to mind is Who Framed Rob's Rabbit with the dueling um, pianos. Pianos. Yes. Mm, that'd um, be cool. Something, something with Donald Duck. There's no going to be actual even physical props, so it's going to have to be an animation cell. So, definitely something Donald Duck. 
How about you, Derek? Um, my initial knee-jerk, knee-jerk reaction was the gun from Old Yeller, but I thought that was too soon. So, um, <laughs> God, Derek! <laughs> no, kidding. I love dogs. I love <laughs> in the fireplace. No, um, but my and Pete, you mentioned or you, Peter, can mention go back to some of the super old movies. Most of the super old movies were animated. Right. Yeah. The issue. So, I mean, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea came out in 54, and that was Treasure Island came out in 1950, and that was really the first one. But um, looking through some of these, my, and a lot of these don't have great, a lot of these don't have great props. Um, I would say mine is honestly probably from a TV series. I would love a hat or mask or sword from the original Zorro series. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we allowed to say non-Disney Plus shows? Because I've got a whole bunch of answers for that. <laughs> that is on Disney Plus. Yeah, oh, Zorro. Okay. Yeah. Zorro. Yeah, never mind. It was it was actually huh, it was actually one of the, the first non it was like the first big series that Disney put out. Um Kate. I would like to change my answer. Of course you would. <laughs> um, I would want Annette Funicello's ears. Minnie Mouse, her mouse, her mouse ears. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would want. Annette Funicello's Mouseketeer ears. Okay. Um, I would also say if I have to go from a movie, probably if I could find an original coconut bomb from Swiss Family Robinson, that would just be really, really super cool. And now, obviously, it's not going to blow up or anything, but to have one of the original props, the coconut bombs, growing up, that was that movie was such an integral part of my childhood because we would watch it, and then we would play Swiss Family Robinson on our, the stairs down to our basement. So, with, like, baseball bats for the logs, stuffed animals for the rocks, and it was... So you'd trip your parents down the basement stairs? No, my brother and I would take turns being the pirates and being the family. Ah, I see. So, oh. um, but I mean, there's so many, there's other great props. I mean, an original love bug. That, that's um, what I was thinking, Derek. Yeah. Love Man. bug would have been a great, uh, well, I mean, it's just the car, I guess. The car. <laughs> um, yeah. um, what I was thinking, go ahead. Sorry, what I was thinking, no, no one mentioned this as a prop, but we talked about the animated movies, but some of those early animated movies where at the opening they have the, the, the like books. Cinderella has the book and it opens up or I, whatever. I, I've seen a couple of those. Some Sometimes they rotate those through the uh, guest services area at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I saw the original Cinderella book at Hollywood Studios in the, in the guest services yeah. area, just off to the left of the entrance. Yeah, but one of those would be pretty cool too. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, there's always, you know, an original uh, Davy Crockett coonskin cap. That would, if you want to, if you want to buy one that would be an investment, you could have bought one of those 30, 40 years ago and held on to it. It would, trust me, because that generation is now my parents' generation who are, you know, have that disposable income in their 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I mean, anything, okay, more recent. How about the rocket pack from the Rocketeer? 
or the helmet. Yeah. Or an original Mighty Ducks jersey. Jersey. Or one of the dresses from Cruella. Eh. No. No. The bobsled from Cool Runnings. <laughs> oh. Um, I would take a baseball from the Sandlot. Yeah, it's a surprise. Shot. Or a pair of PF Flyers from the Sandlot. Or a pair of glasses from the Sandlot. Oh, Squince's glasses. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> as we always do, guys, we rate series and movies on a series of five cups of pixie dust. Kate, for the series prop culture, how many cups of pixie dust? I'll give it a four. Yeah, I'm with Kate. A couple episodes, I might give four and a half, but I think overall the series, I would give about a four. It was, it was, I mean, and and the reason to me four is rewatchable and rewatching this for, you know, seen it a couple years ago, rewatching it now. It's rewatchable to me. So yeah, four. What about you, Steve? I I'm giving it a three and a half because there's just some episodes I just did not care about, but some I really love. So averaging it out three and a half. I'm and I'm going to go with a four. I mean, this is a strong rewatchable documentary series and those aren't and it's interesting that we've found that the ones that dive deeper into stuff and the Disney legends and such are typically the ones we like better we like the boys better than Howard because it drove deeper into the Disney stuff yeah so and, and can we talk about how great it was for to see Roger Sherman playing at the piano playing be the birds at the piano in this by the way so cool. Okay. Now, the other thing we've been covering so far is season three of The Mandalorian. Kate, we will catch you at Disney Plus News. Because, <laughs> you didn't watch it? Oh. Kate has not been watching Mandalorian, which, well, Pete, as the resident, since Gina's not here, as our resident Star Wars fan, or the biggest fan probably, and watched the yeah. most stuff, thoughts about chapter 21. So this to me was the best episode of the season so far. And the first one that I really enjoyed, um, we got the story, a lot of this, a lot of the episodes, the story hardly has been moving forward. Um, Very little go on. I felt like this episode, we got some forward momentum in the story. It has, it had its kind of own background of getting the Mandalorians involved with helping Grief Cargo, you kind of knew this was coming, right? They had the pirates in one in like episode one or two. One knew they were, yeah. yeah, you knew they were going to come around again. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it was Star Jar. What oh, wrong episode one? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no wrong episode one. No, this is, this has a swamp thing or whatever the captain there is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, no, I, I I enjoyed this episode. I thought the good action in it. Um, there was a little bit of boring towards the beginning when uh, the um, Carl Weathers calls for help, and then we get the uh, the example of you know the bureaucracy of the New Republic again, um, and we get to see the the and it also made the other episode where that lady that appeared in this episode 
got rid of the the scientist guy even more worthless because what we learned about her in this episode was exactly the same thing we learned about in that 40 minutes of that episode so you really didn't need it <laughs> but um yeah i i i enjoyed this one i liked the action i it felt very star warsy to me i loved the battle for the for the planet the way they um uh and then i liked how it wrapped up and you kind of saw where the the people of the watch, uh, the leader of the people of the watch, the armorer there, um, is kind of understanding, Hey, this, uh, you know, um, uh, Bo-Katan has, she has, you know, conformed to our ways. Maybe she's the one to bring all the Mandalorians together. You kind of knew this, the season is going to go there, that that's, that was what was behind the season. But, um, I, I don't know. I, I really like this episode. What did you guys think? Um, I'm just not very happy this season. I'm sort of bored. But yeah. like you, I'm glad that they finally moved it around. And it was a really sort of big hint that Mbakatan is going to be sort of joint bringing the Mandalorians all back together. Like this episode was like, if you can't figure it out, this is what we're doing. Um, I agree with the other character or whatever she is was like what's going on like let's get that story going if you're going to use it if not let's get rid of her like yeah I, yeah i feel yeah. like the first four episodes could have been one and a half episodes maybe or one episode <laughs> uh but this felt like it it most of it needed to be there so i i said i enjoyed this one better what about what about you derek you um, seem doubtful uh yeah uh i'm just wondering if um star wars is ever going to be able to come up with an original villain for any kind of its sequels just because wasn't moff gideon the last season's villain and he got taken out and now he's back well i think that's the biggest yeah i agree i think one of the biggest problems with this show is the first two seasons told a nice story. I mean, there was a lot of side missions in in them, but it told a nice story. It wrapped up and then they decided they didn't want it to wrap up. So they brought go, they, you know, brought Grogu back. They brought Mando back and now they don't have as good a story that they're trying to tell, I think. And the show is, is definitely struggling i mean this is i've said it before and i said even though i liked this episode it's definitely the far and away the weakest i wouldn't say it's as bad as the book of boba fett um but it's uh definitely the weakest of the three mandalorian seasons and not as good as andor either so i would agree not as good as andor i also think there's like there's massive telegraph of a mandalorian on mandalorian battle that's going to be coming up at some point because if some of the Mandalorians have sprung Moff Gideon in the last scene, because if it's Beskar armor, that's Mandalorians. And so there will be Mandalorians against Mandalorians. And the the Empire dude girl who scrambled the guy's brain is going to be back with Moff Gideon. I bet she's already working with him already. And this yeah. is just a, why are we watching this? It's It's, it's truly a... This is 45 minutes out of my week. I could be watching anything else. <laughs> well, we can stop watching it if you want. We don't have to watch it. Well, I don't know. We always say we watch things so you don't have to. Guys, we're watching season three, so you don't have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. If if you've never watched The Mandalorian, go back oh. and watch season one and two. 
and then just stop. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you'll note though. Okay. So the armor basically said Bo-Katan is now going to be in charge of uniting everybody. Does that mean she has the dark saber? No, she doesn't yet. Right. No, she... but we don't know because, well, because it was on the beach after she got, after she went and rescued um, Dinjarin or who, Mando, yeah, yeah, Mando. We don't know who picked it up. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we're going to, so uh, you're only supposed to take the dark right. saber. But is, you know, rescuing the guy and that kind of physical thing, is that considered a, yeah, I don't know. Combat. Plus, yeah, do you really think the armor would tell Bo Katan she's in charge if she didn't have the dark saber? As 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 strict as the I mean, and if not, because I know Bo But I don't I don't think she said that Bo Katan was in charge. She said Bo Katan is the one that can that could unite the right. different clans. Because she has she's come to this clan which was not part this was not her clan right and she did conform to them and that's why the armorer basically gave her permission to remove her helmet and said you know you can unite unite all the clans in the way so to speak and um i guess it turned out she did believe she saw the mythosaur eventually we were arguing yeah. <laughs> whether she believed it or not right. but way, if it's the way but yet she believes things differently like the helmet thing which way is the way and i don't feel like permission it was like you need to take off your helmet i feel like she was giving her a command you need to take off her command so now it makes me think what does the armor what does she what is she trying to get at yeah right plus i mean i mean i mean no let's face it the armor wants it that way and no one's telling us why so (laughs) oh come on nothing Nothing. No NSYNC fans. Come on. I mean, Backstreet Boys, come on. Yeah. Tell me why. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so Sorry, I didn't know I was up on the screen. I thought I was still down, but I was there with you. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, we've got three more, three more episodes three, I think, of Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get, it's one of those, we'll get through it and really pray that season four turns into a movie. <laughs> like a made-for-TV movie that's two and a half hours long, and we can just go with that. So well, maybe it's maybe it's time to conclude the Mandalorian, and hopefully, season four will. Season four, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, I've already said they're right after season two, but well, as I said, it, it, it was it would have been a great ending at season two, and they chose not to. So this reminds me of Huckleberry Finn, and stick with me on this. Mark Twain wrote the first two thirds of Huckleberry Finn and then set it down for five years because he didn't know how to end it. And when he ended it because he needed the money, the ending was terrible. (laughs) We had two seasons of Mandalorian. We've waited two years and the rest is terrible. It's it's Star Wars version of Huck Finn. I mean, so Kate. What have we got this week for some Disney Plus news? 
We've got so much. Okay, kicking it off with Disney Plus is, News. Is some of it good. A, a, a live action Moana was announced this week. Despite oh, this, not good. The director of the Disney Plus show that was announced has said that the show is very much still happening. And the show is going to be animated. And the live action, The Rock is coming back as Maui. And the girl who voiced Moana is going to play Moana as like a 25-year-old, 14-year-old. Which I guess, if Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta convince us they're high schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was so dreamy. Okay. Next up, Muppets Mayhem, a mockumentary, tells a series about Dr. Teeth and the Electric <laughs> Mayhem, will be available in its entirety on May 10th. I'm, and we will be reviewing that. I'm yes. very excited for that. Next up, Bob Iger announced this week that Disney is looking at getting back the franchises that have been shared with other streaming services so that they will remain on Disney property. Um he also said that none of the large franchises will be sent to other streaming services. What are what are streaming? Star Wars, Marvel, none of those are going to end up on Netflix or Amazon Prime. No, They're I know, Prime. but what has been sent to other? Um, well, for example, like Home Alone just got taken off Disney Plus again because it's due another rotation either on Netflix or Amazon uh... or something. There are other chunks of Disney movies that they're looking at ending those relationships because they need people to actually stay with Disney plus. Got it. Got it. All right. And, 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 you know, we were talking about it earlier. Indiana Jones is the one Lucasfilm property that has not, none of has been on Disney plus so far. So it's, it would be interesting to see if they're ever able to bring that back to Disney. It's mostly on Amazon. Yeah. It's on Amazon a lot for sure. All right. And last and absolutely least, the <laughs> Disney Plus live action Lilo and Stitch has cast several roles, including Lilo. Rumors are that Chris Sanders will reprise his role as the voice of Stitch. Listen, there are some things that should not be made into live action. This is one of them. And guys, I'm going to have to take your opinions. Do we keep reviewing these live action remakes? I, we... I was thinking with these announcements, for the most part, no. Yeah. Um, we will I do think Peter that Pan. will be on a case-by-case -case basis. We will do Peter Pan and Wendy at the end of... Um, will we? <laughs> is that where I saw that they cast... There is um, nothing else coming out in April. Yes. Well, this is true. Wait, is that where I saw that they cast um, a, an actor with Down Syndrome as one of the Lost Boys? I have no idea. Okay, I'll have to... I, I may have misquoted that. I may, it's, I it's possible they definitely went. Uh, they they definitely went very multicultural. I love it. Lost, I mean, I think that that's incredible. If they did, the I thought boys, I saw a poster so. about it, but I could be mistaken. Yeah. Um. Yes. As as one of the Lost Boys. Yes. Yes, they did. I just looked. I love that. Right, so. Um. um and this yeah. will be the first salvo of people going, wait a minute, that's not the race they were in the in the animated one. <laughs> um, which will amp up significantly for Little Mermaid, unfortunately. Oh, it's already been all over for Little Mermaid. Oh, I, I know. But I, but I think, I don't remember who they cast, but Tinkerbell is an African-American female. 
I'm so. just curious if like, did people get this up in arms when Brandy was Cinderella back in the day? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't on social media, but yes. God, I loved that movie. So, yeah, so people good. are idiots. Fact. It, it, yeah. It's so who cares to me. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, is it is it a good an is it a good actor or an actress, and is the movie any good? That's all that should matter. Fact. Maybe and probably not. So. <laughs> tell them the truth, Pete. You tell I, them. Well, I'm. I don't want to. Looking forward to it is maybe a little too far but like i'm not minding the idea of a little mermaid one because oh, oh, oh. oh. i don't uh, i well, think it will depend it's been 30 be so painful it's been 35 years like it's been a, like I, i'm more okay with it when it's been a while Pinocchio was 70 years and it was horrid it, it was terrible yes it was terrible this is true <laughs> <laughs> but I, Casey I'm and I were just talking about having to watch the because um, we were talking about all the things we haven't seen yet for Marvel and he was like oh She-Hulk and I was like you're going to hate it and he goes why and I said the <sighs> CGI is so bad and the story it, was, it wasn't the CGI <laughs> it was the story yeah. um, so I would agree we will take the live actions on a case by case basis a lot of times it will be is there anything else we can watch because None of the none of the live actions have been as good as the animateds. I, I would argue no. Okay, argue what? I was going to argue with Peter and Wendy. We should see what the reviews are, and if if it gets trashed the way Pinocchio did, I don't think we should do it. Or the way Ant Man did. We can skip Ant Man. I don't care. Ant-Man. No, the new one. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Pete. Pete, did you see the new one yet? You know, I didn't I did not go to see it in theaters, which is I went back and I looked and it's only the second Marvel movie since Iron Man that I've not seen in theaters. And the other one was Thor, the Dark World. Both awful, awful, yeah. awful. Oh, I'm sorry. And Eternals. So it's the third one. Oh, we and we had to watch Eternals. For, excuse me. We, we watched Eternals for this one. Yes. And once was more than enough. And I, I will watch I will watch it when it comes out. Definitely. Um, but it just like, I don't mind that type of Marvel movie. I know we're getting off topic here, but it, like, that's, that's not an Ant-Man movie. That's what I've heard. It's that, not an, Ant that's Ant an Man Avengers movie. movie. The Ant-Man movies are light and fun and rather pardon the pun, small scale. And, <laughs> but I mean, even the, even the sequel, the sequel, like, like Derek, you would like the first one. I, I think like if you like the first one. You would like the second one. It's very like similar in okay. In, it's very similar in tone. It's not this big, heavy, overarching villain or anything like that. And and this one just seems more like an Avengers movie than uh, an Ant Man movie to okay. me. And I don't know. Am I gonna like the first Guardians? Because we're watching that come into the month. So am I gonna like the first Guardians movie? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think you will. Yes, I think yeah. so. It surprised me. I remember seeing the preview for that and going, what the, what is this movie? Like, there's no way I'm going to enjoy it. And I went and saw it. Love the Guardians movie. I think it's, it's going to surprise you. I was trying to think of a, like a movie to compare it to because it gets compared to Star Wars a lot. And that's not really right. N- no. Um, 
and and I hated to do it because I was actually thinking of this earlier today. I was like, I can't use this with Derek because he loves the movie so much. But I was thinking Ghostbusters only because oh, you got to be real careful with that. Well, one. well, but let me explain. Uh-huh. It's not that it's a similar movie, but that the tone of the movie is very like that movie never took itself seriously. Pete, I think you're right. And like, the, yeah. And the Guardians, the first, especially the first Guardians movie, never takes itself seriously. Agreed. And see, if we want to get really off topic, I would argue Ghostbusters worked because it was so funny, but yet they played it completely straight. They played Ghostbusters straight, which is why it worked. Um. Yeah, and I wouldn't completely... No, they did. No, 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 you did. You're right, they did. And I don't. I wouldn't quite go that far with Guardians, though for the most part, they play it. Except for okay. Peter Quill, they play it pretty straight. But. Okay. All right. Well, as I said that's coming up in the month. Next week, inspired by prop culture, and, and we wanted another movie that, for the most part, we figured we would like. We are going back and revisiting Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, I will admit, I have probably not seen this one 15 years. Do you want to know what's funny? All the time yeah, you yank I, my I, ears, Eddie. I what's funny. What do you think is funny? I remember watching this movie. This movie actually scared me as a kid. Um, oh yeah, the devil. Yeah, <laughs> but horrid, horrifying. But literally, when um when we were watching prop culture, and Christopher Lloyd was like, "Yeah, Ghost people hated smile. me." Like when I dipped the shoe into the thing and just. Watching that, like what, fifteen second scene, mm-hmm. and I was like, <gasps> no, I, don't know if I'm forward, "I don't think I'm looking forward to watching this because of that one tiny little scene." Because, um, yeah, uh-huh. I uh. mean, that's like you know, that's torturing puppies. That's because it's literally the shoes acting like a puppy. Oh it, God! Uh. And we're back to old Yeller again. So <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna so. be great. But no, oh, next yeah. week we are doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Then we dive into some of the more recent releases, but we weren't going to talk about that because next week we're doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit, guys. Yay. And I, I love this movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. Thank you. Yeah. I said, I remember liking it, but again, I haven't seen it in 15, probably 15 solid years. I think I watched this. Didn't this come out roughly around the same time that Beetlejuice came out and like Edward Scissorhands? Was this in the same? Probably, um, probably around the same time as Beetlejuice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Edward Which Scissorhands both, was more nineties. Um, Beetlejuice also scared the crap out of me. So it will be good to revisit these movies. And if you didn't know, at Walt Disney World on the back side, on the like the backstage side of one of the buildings, there's an outline of Roger Rabbit looking like he's going through a building. Yes, there's actually two references in Hollywood Studios. If you look above the, um, if you look above Hollywood and Vine, it's got Valiant and Valiant Private Detectives, oh, nice. and then there's oh, nice. another one somewhere else too. Still, um, MP, you're uh, correct. Beetlejuice and Roger Rabbit both came out in '88. And Edward, oh, that's when I was born. Edward hands was in '90, so. Not too So far to off. me, so when I remember watching them, I mean, I would have been at least what, like seven. So they would have been all of those movies would have been out for a minute. So it makes sense that I loop all of them together. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so all good. Right. 
All right. Guys, if you have suggestions on what we should watch, uh, if you have another documentary that you love, if you have a movie that you just think is amazing, please do not send us bad movies that you want to see us not like because there's <laughs> going to be lots of those coming up. Um, or do, and we can make it a really funny episode. Well, I think, like, even though we didn't like Tron, like, the episode, like, discussing it was good, and then going into talking about our favorite video games and things. So it's still made for a good episode, even though the movie stunk. Yes, but it makes for a long week when you know that's what you have to watch. That's fair. That's, <laughs> this is true. That's, that's I, again, I'd never seen it. It was short. <laughs> I'll give Tron that. It seemed long. <laughs> Almost as long as some of these Mandalorian episodes. Um, so... <laughs> We guys, we have new episodes coming out every Thursday on YouTube and all major podcasting services. For Pete, Steve, Kate, I am Derek. We are the Plus Platoon, and we will say see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.